This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 74. show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thank you for being here today, everybody. A little over a year ago, I started a blog. I called it arbetterment.com. <laughs> the AR stood for Andrew Russell. That was going to be my pseudonym, my secret blogger name. <laughs> And the betterment portion is uh, self-explanatory. I wanted to better myself each day to become the best guy that I could be. And that blog doesn't exist anymore. I went with marriage, kids, and money because I wanted to hone my betterment in each of those three areas, marriage, kids, and with my money. The reason I started these blogs and eventually this podcast was purely a creative outlet. I wanted a place to flex my creative muscle, a place for me to share a few things, and mostly for me to learn a lot for myself. As the months passed by, I discovered there were a lot of people out there that were actually making some money doing this, and some of them were making a full-time living. It was pretty inspiring because I was just doing this for fun, and then I found out, wow, okay, there's money involved. <laughs> I started to learn from some of these folks. I started to interview some of them on the show. And eventually, I started to learn how it all works. Although I have a ton more to learn, I'm definitely a newbie. This year, my goal is to make $5,000 from the blog and the podcast. That's something I never really thought was possible. <laughs> And the beauty of it all, I really enjoy this. I'm having a lot of fun. Yes, I'm in my basement talking to myself right now, but I'm I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> so it's like a hobby that gives me a little extra cash for fun, investing, and you know, funding some of the travels that I'm going to do with my family this year. And I'm having a blast. And I know that next year my side income is going to be even better because I'm going to figure out more stuff. So anyway, that's my tiny little blogging podcast story for everybody, but but how about this one? My guest today is Michelle Schroeder-Gardner. She started her blog, Making Sense of Sense for Fun as well, and then found out, well, I could make some money from this too. <laughs> Except Michelle has been doing it a lot longer than I have, and she's now making $1.5 million per year doing it. Uh, yeah, you heard me. $1.5 million per year. Oh, did I mention she's built this business of hers all in her 20s? <laughs> Amazing. On the show today, I ask her how she got her start, how specifically she makes her money, and then I ask her for advice for others who are looking to even have a fraction of her success. Even if you're not into blogging, Michelle's straightforward advice on building a business and creating freedom for herself and her husband 
is extremely motivating. You are not going to want to miss this one. After our time with Michelle, we're highlighting another Money Master of the Week. But first up, let's get inspired by the million-dollar blogger herself, Michelle Schroeder-Gardner. How's it going, Michelle? It's going great. Thanks for having me today. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, would you mind telling everybody a little bit about yourself uh, and what you do for a living? Yeah, so my name is Michelle Schroeder-Gardner. I blog full-time at makingsenseofsense.com. Um, I sold my house in July of 2015, and I have been traveling full-time in an RV with my husband and two dogs ever since. That is incredible. I love it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you know, you, so you said you blog full time uh, for a living. That is that's incredible. And to, to hear how that all came together, we're going to dive into that today. Uh, you recently shared some income numbers for 2017 as this is your full time living. Would you mind sharing those results with us? Yeah. Um, so in 2017, I earned around 1.5 million from my making sense of sense and blogging business overall. Um, I earn around $50,000 a month through affiliate marketing, around $50,000 a month through my blogging course called Making Sense Affiliate Marketing. And the rest is just through advertising and sponsorships by companies like financial brands and stuff like that. That is incredible. Congratulations on your success. Everybody's putting the eyeballs back in their head right now as they finish <laughs> listening to that number. That's incredible. So you, like we talked about, let's, let's dive through a little bit of your story. You, you weren't always the million dollar blogger. Uh, tell us why you, why you started blogging originally and how you, how you decided that was something you wanted to do. Yeah, so I started making sense of sense back in August of 2011. Um, it was all just a hobby back then. I didn't know that blogs could make money. Um, I didn't know that um, there's like such a thing as blogging businesses or anything like that. I literally knew nothing about blogging. Um, I was reading Cosmopolitan magazine back in the summer of 2011, and in it they featured a personal finance website called DailyWorth.com. And in it, I started reading their personal finance website, and I started reading their comments. And I noticed a lot of the comments were from other personal finance bloggers. And I just started reading a ton of personal finance blogs. And I decided to start my own blog just so that I could journey my way out of debt, my way of managing money better and stuff like that. And eventually it grew to me making my first $100 through Making Sense of Sense, uh, leaving my day job to blog full time to where I am at today. That's incredible. So how did you earn that, uh, that first dollar, that first $100? Yeah. So around six months after I started making sense of sense, a blogging friend of mine actually emailed me and said, do you want to make a hundred dollars off an advertisement on making sense of sense? She knew a advertiser who wanted to place ads on various websites. And, um, she threw my blog out there to the person, pitched them my website. And that's how I made the first hundred dollars. And it all just quickly grew from there. That's incredible. So you were working full time at this time while doing the blog is just sort of a side hobby. And then you said, Oh, well, maybe I can make a little bit of money doing this. What, what were you doing full time, uh, while you were working? Um, I was a financial analyst, um, specifically as a valuation analyst. Excellent. So you had this background, you were interested in personal finance already, just because it was something that, uh, you know, you did in your day job, but then it became more personal for you as you were trying to pay off this debt. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Excellent. What, what was the debt from? Uh, student loans. I had around $40,000 in student loan debt. Okay. And then the, the process of you paying those down, uh, paying down those loans, was that assisted by the income that you were receiving through your blog at that time? 
Yeah, I ended up paying off the $40,000 in student loans uh, through side hustling, and it was just within seven months. So I decided to pay off my student loans, and seven months later, I actually set myself a goal of six months, but I paid it off in seven months. And um, it was through mainly through side hustling. So I was working like 100 hours a week between my day job and the side hustles that I had. So I was blogging on Making Sense of Sense. I was managing social media for other websites, hmm. uh, staff writing, mystery shopping taking surveys. Um, I was pretty much doing everything I could to make a little extra money so that I could pay off my debt quicker. Wow. hundred hours per week. So that was, uh, during that, uh, six to seven month period that you were, you were logging that pretty much every week. Uh, definitely. I've, I was actually logging the hundred hours for like a few years. Wow. Um, while I was building up the making sense of sense business and, uh, working as a financial analyst full time. Wow. So you, you have that drive, you have the ability to, to keep working like that. that. That's incredible. And were you married at this time uh, during while you were building the business? Um, yes, um, I've been with my husband um, for almost 12 years now. So we've lived together since we were 18. So I mean, we're always together. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Very cool. And now you guys are traveling, uh, traveling the country together in your RV. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Very cool. So uh, when did you make that transition from uh, your full-time job to blogging full-time? Um, so around a year and a half after I started making sense of sense, um, I realized that I was earning a great living from making sense of sense and I really enjoyed it. Whereas I wasn't enjoying my day job at all. It was really stressful. It was also a little boring and tedious and didn't really get like a ton of vacation time or anything like that. Um, and I realized I love making sense of sense. So why shouldn't I take this full time? Um, so after my student loans were paid off, I didn't really have a whole ton like holding me back. Like I didn't have that huge monthly student loan bill every single month that I had to pay. And so I built up a really good emergency fund just in case I had a bad business month. And I turned in my two month notice as a financial analyst and left my day job to blog full time, um, in September of 2013 or October of 2013. That's great. So how, how much were you making around that time from your business and side hustle and things like that in order for you to feel comfortable? I know you said you had the emergency fund, but you, you had a pretty steady income coming in as well. Yeah, I was earning around $10,000 a month on the side. That's great. Very cool. So, you know, you hear, you hear this, this story of somebody making $1.5 million in one year from being a blogger. And if you say that to just somebody off the street, I know you and I are in this, in this little world, but if you say that to somebody off the street, they're going to say, how do you make money from blogging? How do you make that much money from blogging? Could, could we uh, help people understand, you know, we, we went through it just quickly on the, on the different streams that you have, but maybe we can just talk about how you specifically make money and then break down what that actually means. When you say affiliate marketing, what does that mean? Would you mind doing yeah. that for us? Yeah, exactly. So um, I can definitely do that. So my biggest way that I earn money each month through making sense of sense in my blogging business is through affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing is when I place a link on my blog and a reader purchases that product through my link, then I earn a commission. Uh, commission varies from product to product and company to company. It could be as low as like a dollar per sign up, or it could be as much as four or $500. It really depends on the company. And there's definitely commissions that go way higher than that as well. Um, so I earn around $50,000 a month through affiliate marketing. And I just promote products that my readers enjoy the products that I use. Um, and I make sure it's not like slimy or salesy or anything like that. I promote everything very strategically and organically. Um, almost every single day I receive an email from someone who says, 
I know that you earn $50,000 a month through affiliate marketing, but I don't actually see any links or anything like that. So I just don't know if it's true. And it's all about promoting it correctly and strategically. Um, so, I mean, there's not just a bunch of links everywhere or anything like that. I know exactly how to promote to my audience and how to make it so that they are getting a lot of value and quality out of it. So that's extremely key to be being successful when it comes to affiliate marketing. Um, and then my second way of earning earning income through Making Sense of Sense is actually through my Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing course. So a few years ago, I was earning um, like tens of thousands of dollars through affiliate marketing, and I had tons of readers emailing me asking me to share my affiliate marketing knowledge. Um, I started coaching people personally, like one-on-one, -on -one, and um, it just took up a lot of time, and I couldn't really help that many people. And eventually, people told me to create a course on affiliate marketing for bloggers. And that's exactly what I did. I created Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing. And I started that or I launched that in July of 2016. And today there are over 3,500 students. Um, and I have tons of great reviews on the course. And I'm um, one of them, everybody. I'm really enjoying it <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So that's like the second way I earn money blogging. And that's anywhere from around 30000 to around $70,000 a month. It really just depends on the month. Um, then the third main way that I make money through making sense of sense in the whole blogging business is through advertising. So think like display ads, uh, like the advertisements that you might see in the sidebar or within an article. Um, and then the main chunk of advertising is actually through sponsored posts. So think like I might partner with a bank or some other financial brand and review like their new cell phone app or their new budgeting tool or something like that. And that's how I earn around 10 to $20,000 a month. That's incredible. And, and I know you don't do much outside of that. Uh, can we talk about some of the other popular income streams that there are for bloggers? I know that there's speaking and video and things like that. Uh, have you found some or heard about success from other folks that have done this as well in the blogging world? Yeah, um, YouTube is definitely a great way to earn uh, blogging or online influencer income as well. There's definitely a lot of great people on YouTube who are earning a really great living. Um, another way is uh, through Patreon or Patreon. I'm not sure how to actually say that, but I've heard a lot of people having really great success through that. And that's um, basically like your readers are paying you for your content. So instead of having a bunch of advertisers pay you and a bunch of products, instead your readers value your content and they are paying you. Um, but yeah, those are another two great ways to earn money online. Cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, you started to talk about your affiliate marketing, uh, <laughs> practice that you do. You said it's a balance. Obviously you want to put things inside an article that you've written that seem very fluid and then not heavy handed. Uh, how do you find the balance of the things that you're that you are personally interested in or that you'd actually recommend with all the barrage of opportunities that you probably have coming at you? Um, so I only promote things on making sense of sense that, um, I know that my readers will get value out of. So a lot of people will like look at other blogs and see like, oh, they're doing well with that. So I'll promote that too. No, I don't recommend that at all. I recommend seeing what your readers want you to talk about. Um, try to find a solution to some sort of problem that you are commonly seeing like amongst yourself or with your readers. Um, and then also just promoting things that you already use. Like I receive a lot of questions about like, uh, what laptop am I using? What microphone do I use on podcast? Um, what web host do I use? Um, like what budgeting tool do I recommend and stuff like that. So just like answering those common questions uh, can help you with your affiliate marketing strategy. 
Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into our interview. I understand that you also pride yourself in living quite frugally uh, based on, you know, the life that you have. Uh, with with the increase of income that you've got, have you allowed yourself a little lifestyle inflation uh, lately or no? <laughs> um, we still spend uh, pretty similarly to how we used to. Um, like there are still things that we like value. Like we like going out to eat to new places. Like since we travel full time, we like to try like the best restaurant in that town and try like their local flavors and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, we're still very frugal since we live in an RV. Um, there's really only so many things that you can buy before you run out of space. Um, and there's only so much weight that an RV can hold too. So, I mean, we're really not buying that many more things. Um, the RV we live in, it costs more than the house that we used to own. So in that way, we've experienced a little bit of lifestyle inflation, but overall we're not spending probably what the average person who earns $1.5 million a year spends. Right. Uh, we're definitely much more frugal than the average person. Are you open to sharing what your typical annual expenses are for everybody? Um, do you mean business or personal? No, personal, personal expenses. Yeah. Uh, personal, I would say, um, around $5,000 a month. And that includes like traveling and, uh, pretty much everything. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, for you to be able to save 
that much more based on your business is incredible. So what what are you doing with that uh, with that money uh, to help? I guess grow your wealth. Are, are you investing it? Where are you Where are you putting this extra money? Because obviously five thousand dollars a month is is not uh, is not taking up all the income that's coming in. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty much a quite the lazy investor. So I pretty much just invest in like uh, Vanguard funds. So n- nothing too interesting here. <laughs> Excellent. And then obviously, since you're self employed, it's a little different than somebody's got a full time job for retirement savings, right? Do you use uh, SEP uh, IRAs or um, yeah, I have a solo 401k. Okay, great. Excellent. Cool. So could you help yeah. people understand just what a typical day of, of somebody who lives as a full-time blogger uh, would be? What does what is, what is your day look like? Um, so the day definitely varies. It depends on if we're moving the RV that day or if we are just staying in the same place. Um, like right now we're in Tucson, Arizona, just like uh, waiting out the cold weather everywhere else since it's like freezing like everywhere in the country. Um, (laughs) Tucson, it's like a nice 70 degrees all winter long. Um, so we're just sitting here and our typical day is I will wake up, answer a few emails. I'll try to take the dogs on a few long walks throughout the day. I might go on a mountain bike ride. I might go on a long, uh, paved bike ride. I might go on a hike. Um, really just depends, but I like to enjoy the day since it is so nice here in Arizona and it hardly ever rains and it's just perfect for the winter weather. Um, and then I usually try to work again more towards the evening hours. Um, but on a moving day, if it's a moving day, then usually we wake up, move pretty much all day long. We have a rule where we don't like to drive more than like 250 to 300 miles in a single day. Um, and yeah, so our day just really depends on what day it is, how much work I have to do if we're moving, um, and stuff like that. So why does the life of an RV uh, RV living. Why does that excite you? Why does that excite me? Um, I love RVing. Uh, yeah. So I love being able to see new places, experience, uh, new sceneries, new environments. I love being able to park next to the mountains one day and maybe the beach or, uh, forest national forest or something. Another day, I love being able to visit all of the great national parks that we have. Um, I just love to be in the great outdoors. Definitely. That's great. So do you guys have any, um, exciting plans for this year for your adventures? Um, so like we don't really have any strict plans for 2018. We're kind of all over the place we're thinking about buying a sailboat and starting that adventure or thinking about maybe going to Alaska or the East coast or something. Um, our plans are all over the place and they're all like completely different from one another. So either way, we'll have a lot of fun, but we're not positive yet. <laughs> okay. You don't have to have plans. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, where do you see, uh, making sense of sense going, uh, in the next couple of years, do you, you want to continue building, building what you have and, and growing what you have and helping people out. What's your goal there? Um, so my goal with making sense of sense is definitely just to continue to help more and more people, um, through the past, over the past six years, six and a half years, I've definitely noticed that a lot of people struggle with their money. People think talking about money is taboo and stuff like that. And I definitely want to change those beliefs. And I want to see more people talking about money more openly, uh, improving their money situation, making more money, paying off their debt, um, and living their own life and stuff like that. Um, so that's definitely something I want to help 
in the future with making sense of sense. I just want to help more people. I love receiving emails every single day from readers where they tell me that I help them pay off their debt and other stuff like that. So I definitely want to see that continue to happen. Um, I definitely want to see making sense of sense continue to grow. But other than that, I don't really have any super major goals with it. I would like to push out some more products, um, probably on the budgeting side, the investing side, and definitely some more blogging products as well, since I do love to talk about blogging. Excellent. Well, you, you started blogging in 2011, like you said, and for somebody listening today saying, wow, I would love to have a fraction of the success that uh, Michelle has had, but man, it's got to be too late. There's probably too many blogs out there. If I start today, it's, it's just not going to happen. What, what would you say to that person? Uh, yeah, I definitely hear that a lot. I actually just talked about that in my uh, income report wrap up that I just published the other day. A lot of people say like, oh, it's 2018, too late to start a blog. Uh, the funny thing is, is that when I started making Sense of Sense in 2011, I was told that 2011 was too late to start a blog. Um, so I think people just always say that. Um, I think personally, I think that blogging is like really just begun. Um advertisers and companies are only just recently starting to see the value in bloggers. And due to that, I see advertising income to probably uh, increase well into the future. Um, I see more sponsored partnerships with companies. Um, I just see that more readers and audience are starting to look at bloggers and other online influencers more as their source for reviews, product reviews and endorsements and stuff like that. Oh, it's incredible. Well, it's, it's a great time to start then, everybody. I hope you heard it today from Michelle, from somebody who's doing really well. Uh, you can keep it going. So I know you said that you've really enjoyed reading blogs and uh, and some of those inf influenced you. Was there, a, was there a book that you had picked up along this journey about building businesses that you said, hey, man, this really helped me to grow where I am today? Um. There's not one specific book. I definitely learned a lot about managing a business and growing a business through my finance MBA. And then I also was a valuation analyst. So I learned a lot about the backside of a business in that job because I was uh, working with small businesses all the time, every single day. Um, and then through growing, making sense of sense personally, there's a ton of different little ebooks and guides and stuff that I took to uh, grow the blog and improve the income. So, one of those, there's a great Facebook strategies course or ebook that I took, and I highly recommend that. That one is by the creator of Equipping Godly Women. Uh, she grew her Facebook page from zero to like a hundred thousand Facebook followers in like five months, and wow. I took her ebook guide, and it's really great, and it helped me grow my. Facebook from 6,500 or 6,500 likes to 85,000 likes. And we are in completely different niches, uh, her and I, and it still really helped me to be able to grow my Facebook likes. Um, and then there's a great Pinterest guide by Rosemary Groner from the busy budgeter. Definitely recommend her Pinterest guide that helps me, uh, hone in my Pinterest strategy. Um, and then there's a lot of other great courses. Like if you're a new blogger, I definitely recommend a light blog Academy. Um, I think it's going for sale in the next month or two. And that's definitely a great course for new bloggers. Excellent. Well, if you have, uh, you and I can connect and we can grab some of those links. I'd be happy to put them in the show notes for people to access and learn more about those, those great people doing business there. So if somebody wanted to jump into the blogging world today and grow their business through affiliate marketing, what's one action that they could take? Let's say they've already got a blog and they've been doing it for maybe a month or so. And you know, uh, they, they like writing, they're into it, but you know, they're trying to figure out what's the next step so they can start growing income through affiliate marketing. What, what do you think that one piece of action advice would be for them? 
Um, there's so many things I could do. If you're a, like a new blogger just a month in, um, my top tip would be to uh, ask your audience what they want. You might not have a huge audience at the time, but um, if you have even just a few email subscribers or just a few views, you can ask your readers what exactly they want you to talk about. And that's how, that's a great way to see what product reviews you should start doing, uh, what direction you might want to head a blog post into, and so on and so on. And so I always recommend surveying your audience. And if you have a few more blog posts, like say you've been blogging for a few months or even a few years or something like that, my top way to improve your affiliate income is to look at your top 10 blog posts. So go into your Google Analytics or your Pinterest Analytics if you don't have Google Analytics, but I definitely recommend downloading or getting Google Analytics as soon as you can if you don't have it. Um, and look at your top 10 blog posts in there. Uh, just say from like the last 30 days. And then I recommend going into the top 10 since that's probably what's driving the majority of the traffic to your website and adding affiliate links to those blog posts. And now you can't just slap affiliate links on your blog post and call it a day. Um, you should really do your research, uh, make those blog posts perfect. Like you might want to reread them, see if you can solve a common problem that you might be seeing in the comments of your blog post with an affiliate product. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my number one recommended way for a blogger to improve their affiliate income. That's incredible. That's great advice. I really appreciate that. I've utilized that strategy and I really appreciate uh, going through your course personally. It's helped me a lot to grow what I have with uh, the blog that I've got going on as well as the podcast. So I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today, Michelle. Where can people follow you, learn more about uh, uh, your success and connect with you? Yeah. So if you want to continue to read uh, more about me and making sense of sense, definitely just head to making sense of sense.com in the top right hand corner. You will see like all my social media links. If you want to follow my RV travels, definitely go to Instagram.com slash Michelle Shro and you'll find all of my RV pictures. Uh, I also have Twitter, Pinterest and a great free Facebook community that I definitely recommend joining. And are there great pictures of those two dogs as well? Yes, definitely. All over the place. Lots of dog <laughs> photos. Good. Yes. <laughs> well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time today. It was great chatting. Yeah, it was great talking to you today. Thank you. What amazes me most about Michelle's story is that she created this life of freedom for herself and her husband incredibly early. She's in her late 20s. They have their whole lives ahead of them to do whatever they please. They've got the money, they've got the time, and they are in control. And it all started from a hobby. It all started from a single blog post. Do me a favor, my friends. Whether you're into blogging or not, take Michelle's example and follow your passion. Like Michelle, it'll take time to make some measurable progress, but it will happen with dedication and determination. Think about Cat Alford's passion for writing in session 67 or David Manson's passion for brewing beer in session 42 or even Vincent Puglisi's passion for photography in session 66. These individuals envisioned a future for themselves that involved their hobby and they figured out how to make some money from it and eventually how to make a living from it. The common refrain from these conversations, including our conversation that we just had with Michelle, was patience and persistence. Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. I connected with Emily from Washington about a huge 
huge debt-crushing win of hers. She paid off over $15,000 of credit card debt and student debt in 12 months on a $40,000 per year salary. Talk about persistence. When I asked her how she did it, here's what she had to say. I think it started with just a budget, just a simple, I'll spend this much a week, you know, but after that, you know, just whittling that down, I think the easiest change that I made that made the biggest difference was every single payday, pay my bills for the next two weeks and then put aside what I needed for my budget and the rest went straight to debt. So I didn't look at it really. It was gone immediately. And I just kind of moved on from there. And uh, watching that big chunk go towards my debt every two weeks was also a big, you know, clap for myself. I got real geeky about it. I discovered Emily really enjoys challenges. I do too, Emily. (laughs) She threw down a challenge for herself when it came to her food spending. Well, I realized that my money was going to groceries. First of all, I went online and looked at, you know, how much a normal U.S. woman of my age would spend on groceries. And I was spending double the lavish amount. And it was kind of a wake up call. So first I just went on a budget for groceries. But then I also realized that I was spending a ton of money on food and fun in other ways. So going out with friends and, you know, dropping money on dinner and drinks. Um, So I stopped making plans. I just stopped making plans. (laughs) And I am very lucky to enjoy my alone time. And I'm very lucky to have family and friends who now understand what I'm doing and want to do free things with me. But I just singled out what I was spending the most money on and just stopped doing them as much as possible. With such an uphill battle ahead of her, Emily's challenger spirit is going to keep her going. I asked her if she's ready to keep battling the remainder of that $12,000 in credit card debt until it is gone. Here's what she said. Absolutely. I, I looked back over the past year, you know, I was thinking about it as that anniversary came And I'm not a person who sticks with things. I get lots of ideas and then I get distracted. And when I looked back and made a little graph and the little line was going down so fast and I looked at it and it was just a really a wow moment for me that I'd found something that I was good at doing and I'd stuck with it. And so I just kind of look back on that now as a shock. And uh, it definitely gives me the confidence to keep going. And and now it's a lifestyle thing. It's not even, yes, I have some times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But for the most part, it's just become, that's how I am. That's how I live my life. That's great. And and every time you pay this down, it sounds like it's a sense of pride for you too. It's um, something that you're feeling really excited about. Yeah. I've actually never been prouder of myself in really anything I've done. It's meant a lot to me. And, you know, it's something that weighs on you every single day. And when you ignore it, you know, you're ignoring it and you feel that guilt. And so when you start tackling it, it feels like it's such a sense of control. And I really feel like I have that control. 
and I can just tick off dollars, you know, every payday and it, it feels awesome. A lot of people have student debt and credit card debt, just like Emily. Here are the parting words of wisdom that she left for us for others in the same situation. The thing that I, I try to stress to myself and to other people is that you just have to adapt. If something isn't working for you, try something different because you, you know, listen to the, you go out, listen to the TV or the radio or you go online and everybody's got some sort of advice and usually something to buy along with it, (laughs) you know, find something that works for you. If it doesn't find something different, change your budget. You know, it's all about what is most comfortable. Trial and error for the win. I love it. That's how I like to live too. There are a lot of paths out there, but you got to find the right one for you. If you want to follow Emily on her path toward clobbering the rest of this credit card debt, you can follow her on Twitter at dig in, dig out. That's D I G I N D I G O U T. Emily, thanks so much for connecting and congratulations for being our money master of the week. Do you have a recent financial victory or even like a monster goal, monster financial goal that you want to share on this show? Public proclamation can be a huge motivator, my friends. Once you say it on a podcast, you are more likely to get it done. So what do you say? Join me in this podcasting craziness. (laughs) Email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I would love to hear from you. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 74. Oh, and... All the uh, past podcast episodes that I mentioned today, Session 67 with Kat Alford, Session 42 with David Manson, Session 66 with Vincent Baglisi, all you need to do to access those past episodes is type in marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session and then whatever the number is. So for this one, Session 74, Session 67, yada, yada, yada. You get the idea. I try to make it simple for all of you guys to go back and access the shows whenever you want. So since we're coming up on 75 freaking episodes, (laughs) there's quite a catalog now. So got to make it easy for you to get back to them in the spirit of growth and inspiration. I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Oprah Winfrey. Follow your passion. It'll lead you to your purpose. We only get one life. Let's make the most of it. My friends carpe diem. 